What I'm going to share with you now is what I've found to be the fastest and most efficient way to make physical progress, whether that's cutting fat or building muscle, and I just wish I'd implemented this sooner. So this topic is a little bit dense, uh, so I'm going to try to lay this episode out in a way that it'll be relatively easy for you to go back through when you need to, uh, sort of like one of those kind of online recipes, except that I'm going to try to make the introduction, the life story at the beginning a little bit less painful to have to go through. Um, so, so really the first thing I want to mention is that Yes, this what I'm going to offer and suggest here is is something that is extremely efficient. It's perhaps the best uh, method I've found to ensure optimal progress, but it does require some dedication and some work. So first thing you really got to think about is how serious you are and uh, about making changes to your body. So so if you're serious about it, you're ready for it, ready to put in the work. Let's get into it. So first, list of ingredients. Uh, you'll want a scale. A, uh, a, a digital scale would be best, preferably one that has uh, body, does body fat percentage as well. So body composition. Um, the ones they have now are fairly inexpensive. You can usually get them under 50 bucks and they come with an app so you can track it on your phone quite easily. Uh, you'll want a food scale. I would put an asterisk beside this one because it's not 100% necessary, but it will make your food logging, what um, you'll just find that once, if you've never used one before, once you start using one, you'll, you'll love it. Um, it just makes your food tracking just that much more accurate. And it's eye-opening in some ways when you start measuring out nuts and things like that and see how few nuts or whatever it is um, actually amount to a certain number of calories. Um, so in addition to that, you'll need some kind of a food tracking app or, or just simply pen and paper will do the trick, but you need something to uh, track your food intake. Okay, so and similarly to that, you're gonna need either a spreadsheet that can be Google Sheets or Excel or something like that, or again, you can do it on Notepad. Um, Personally, I prefer the, like I use Google Sheets to do it. Okay, so the, the final thing is something that I've had for years, but I haven't really been using it, which is a sort of step counter thing, such as Fitbit, something that can measure your heart rate. And so what they tend to track is your energy output. I'm going to return to that, but, um, but so one that will measure... Um, more or less what what your energy um, burning would look like throughout the day. Okay, so that's the list of ingredients. Now let's get to the directions. So first thing you're going to do is using that spreadsheet, you're going to create a chart. It's going to have five columns on it. The date, your weight, your body fat percentage, calories in, 
and calories out slash energy expenditure. Okay, so what we're going to want to do is attempt to keep the information on this as consistent as possible for a period of time. It, generally speaking, about a good two weeks is probably um, a good amount of time to sort of get figure out the numbers, but it, it doesn't even have to be that long. Um, so, but trying to keep these things as consistent as possible will help us figure out what we're trying to figure out here is exactly your target, uh, what you should be targeting as far as um, energy in and energy out. That way you can get within a couple hundred calories of where you want to be. So burning fat without getting into the area where you're you're going to be um, burning muscle really will be much easier getting to the point where you can build muscle without adding excess fat is going to be a lot easier it's all going to be a lot easier and this is ridiculous I'm, I'm telling you I've been doing I did this method I th thought of it and I heard ideas similar to this and I was like yeah I was and then once I implemented it the changes have been ridiculous so um, so the date, that stands to reason, so that's just going to be today's date. Your weight, so every morning, like, take your morning whiz or whatever and measure your weight and your body fat percentage. Um, so that's pretty easy. The calories in and calories out, that's going to, basically, you're going to have to look at the next day, the following day, so... To, to see if it was on target. So calories in. This is going to be the amount of calories you ate that day. Now, now, where do you start this? Personally, a good place to start would be to use, say, an online calculator to determine what your TDEE, or total daily energy expenditure, would be. Um, figure that out just to get a ballpark. Um, that way you, it'll give you a bit of a head start, but you don't necessarily have to do that. It'll just take a little bit longer if you want to fine tune what that is. Um, if you just say measure what you eat and, um, and then work, adjust from there. You can do either one, it doesn't matter. So you're going to measure that and, uh, and then for your energy expenditure. Okay, so this one has a different kind of asterisk beside it. So the energy expenditure when you so i use my fitbit it says that i expend like between 2700 and over, over 3000 calories per day i don't that's not accurate but what i'm trying to do is get a bit of a baseline so i'm trying to keep it as consistent as possible so because if it's jumping all over the place um then then it's going to affect, obviously, the amount, the, the calorie balance. So it's more or less just to keep it as consistent as possible. And that way you can look. In fact, it was one day when I was looking at it, I'm like, my calories were way below maintenance. What happened here? Well, I looked and I saw my energy expenditure was also way below what it normally is. So uh, it just sheds light on what was going on. So by doing this, basically what we'll be able to tell, okay, did I lose weight today? Well, look at your calories in, look at your calories out. As I say, 
they're not going to line up perfectly. It's not like you're going to say, oh, well, I only ate 2,000, but that says I burnt 3,000, and yet I went up. The, the point, again, of the energy expenditure one is to get more or less a baseline. I've My experience, it's not super accurate. So don't, all we're doing, all we're trying to do with that is to get as sort of more or less consistent, or if we see it spikes up or down one, one or two days, that can kind of give us information. Um, now, as far as the body fat percentage one, that one deserves a bit, a bit of thought too, because when we're, when the primary goal is burning fat, the main thing we're looking at is weight. Building muscle body fat percentage comes in a little bit more important because we're going to have to look at, okay, what kind of weight are we adding here? Does it look like it's lean tissue? Does it look like it's more fat than muscle? So that uh, will let us know because dietary um, change, that usually implies protein, usually implies, okay, well, maybe we need to up our protein at this point if we're gaining more fat than muscle. Uh, similarly, when, when you are cutting down, you do want to make sure that m at least most of what you're burning is fat. So if your body percent, uh, fat percent amount is dipping, uh, well, if it's, sorry, if it's, it's maintaining, if it's staying the same, but your weight is going down, then that's probably a bad thing. It means that you're burning almost entirely muscle. So what does that tell you? You need to increase your protein. So that's what this is all about, is fine-tuning your diet. So this in terms of calories and in this case in terms of protein as well um not just protein i mean it, it obviously so that's going to be affected if you do things like say you go keto or you cut out all the carbs and then suddenly you're losing all your muscle glycogen those numbers will get wonky and i know and and you probably probably know too these fat percentage scales um, are not perfectly accurate. We're not looking for something that's perfectly accurate. We're looking for something that can give us consistent, relatively consistent data, more so than just going on the fly. I mean, days gone by that we, we didn't have this kind of technology, so we're just making the most of what we have readily available to us. You know, in, in the old days, they would have had to just figure it out. This speeds the process up big time because we can try to fine tune it a little bit better. Now, obviously, the more access you have to, um, say, DEXA scans or, um, or, or other things that can fine tune this data even more or other uh, methods of determining your energy expenditure. Uh, yeah, obviously, the, the more accurate you can be, the better, but you don't have to go overboard. Like this stuff I'm talking about is fairly inexpensive. I mean, Fitbits are, Fitbits themselves are, are run about one to $200 or whatever. That's a bit expensive, but you can get less expensive um, smartwatches, I think they're called or whatever. Um, the food scales are like usually under 20 bucks. Um, the apps I was talking about are free. You can get MyFitnessPal is a really good food tracker. Um, it's a bit, uh, I'll be honest, it's a bit of a nuisance to do in the beginning, but once you get into the habit, it's uh, it's just part of your routine, and it's and you'll find that these things that even though they, they take a bit of work to implement in the beginning, 
as you start seeing the results, they'll just be like, yeah, of course I'm gonna keep doing it. So it's, it doesn't become as much of a nuisance, it just becomes part of the routine. So bearing in mind that this is all about getting sort of a baseline to figure out where we should be to optimize our food, basically, um, I think it stands to reason that we want the information to be as consistent as possible, and there's a few ways we can do that. Probably the uh, most obvious is that when we're weighing ourselves every day, we should try to keep that consistent by doing it at the same time. So probably first thing in the morning is the best way to uh, ensure that your stomach isn't going to be more full than or, or whatever, um, and uh, and to do it naked if possible uh to be honest i usually just i sleep in my underwear so i just wear my underwear i find it's not going to affect it enough to worry about uh trying to keep your energy consumption somewhat consistent can be a little trickier uh meal prep can help with this uh for most of us who aren't professional athletes uh, going overboard with that will probably be somewhat impractical. You're not going to have, unless you have your own personal chef, you're probably not going to have all your own meals prepped out for the day. So you just try to be as consistent as possible in terms of uh, calories, protein if possible. And uh, also, if possible, try to keep your sodium relatively stable. And uh, on that note, it's, uh, it's probably worth noting here, I'll, I'll just mention that I've actually added a sixth column to the uh, to my charting and for notes because I have actually noticed that on days where my sodium spikes up especially when I eat pizza uh, my my weight fluctuates quite a bit so it, it might be handy to have a little notes column to say okay yeah I had pizza last night or something like that uh, keeping your out energy output consistent can be quite challenging as well um, but the most practical way I've found that like I said using the Fitbit but also um, having a six-day training split and just limiting and then the seventh day you can do cardio or whatever and uh, basically you're trying to keep your your activity level relatively constant throughout the week at least while you're doing this uh, process uh, now I say a six-day training split. For me, that generally means actually a three-day split, but repeated twice in a, in, uh, in a row. Uh, of course, you don't have to do it that way. It could be a two-day split done three times in a row or some other variation of it. The point is that you're trying to get your activity level as consistent as possible throughout the week as you're trying to... Uh, collect the numbers to see where you ought to be. Uh, so this is by no means a perfect system. It's just meant as a feedback tool. And I mean, there will be days that even with all this data, you say something happens that shouldn't theoretically happen. That was the case for me this morning. It's a little bit frustrating. And we try to collect as much data as we can to figure out what's going on. Um, but it doesn't always work perfectly. I'd say about 90% of the time it does. So for for most of the time, if, if we're uh, if, if we're adherent and, and compliant to something such as this, we can probably optimize our nutrition 
to about the most realistic point we can. So if you uh, do find yourself frustrated, if you find yourself spinning your wheels, if you find yourself in that dreaded place we've all been, you're bulking and gaining more fat than muscle, then you diet down only to lose all your gains because you have to diet down pretty uh, aggressively in order to get to the leanness you want to be and you want to you know back where you were before except feeling shitty <laughs> um, if you're frustrated for whatever reason maybe give this a try it might uh, might be that one little thing that helps you move in the direction you want in the most optimal way. Talk to you next time.